Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from New Harvest Park in Knoxville, Tennessee, it is the Ed and Bob Show, number 65. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you and you and you and you. Good morning. Hey, uh, I would like to say good morning. Well, good morning, Bob Thomas. Hey, Mr. Brantley, good to see you, brother. You're looking good. Hey. Telling you. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. And then, sing along here, the milkman's on his way to say good night. So, good morning, good morning, sunbeams, so soon as I'm through, good morning, good morning. You, <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're, this is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed. I'm Bob, and we're glad you are with us here for this half hour or so. And Mr. Brantley's going to tell you everything that's coming up this half hour. Oh. Oh, what a good show we have for you folks, so stay tuned to this. Our main topic today, is it good or bad to live in a small town? Mm. Mm, how about mm. that? And yeah. also, uh, we've got their mail, complaints, and boy, i got some letters that are going to blow the top off of us. <laughs> well, we like letters, good or bad. We made, po- we made some folks mad in South <laughs> Knoxville, well, I think. We're, we're right. going to see how we can handle that. Yeah. Then. All right, where would you like to start? With a little news? Okay. Well, you know, if you go down to Target, now, I don't think they, I'm, they may have at Walmart, too, but they have these backpacks for back to school. Yeah. And they're bullet resistant. Really? Yeah, you've got a bulletproof vest. I do I have a bulletproof vest. I've seen you wear that. Well, it's, yeah. A, yeah, it's a jacket. Yeah. You can't tell it is, but yeah. I can tell them I'm wearing it. <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> is it heavy? It's sweaty, like, huh? No, not not so That's much not that. But, uh, so bulletproof backpacks. What do you think about that? Resistant. Oh, what does that mean, resistant and I don't proof? Know. I, don't, I don't know. Is that like waterproof and water resistant? Yeah. I don't know that. But um, uh, tell me, what what's your gut feeling on this? I think that's overdoing it. Uh, that's just part of this hysteria that's going on with this. Mm-hmm. It is. It's just terrible. Well, you know, here's the way I look at that. Um, previously, there was never such thing like that that was practical. You couldn't have made it anyway t- 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? It would have been some massive heavy, heavy thing, thing, and a kid couldn't have worn it. So now technology has gotten you to the point where you can have something like that. Just like I have a, a bulletproof jacket. Doesn't, it doesn't look like it, but it is. And um, so it's available. Why not have that? Um, because we have had things that happen in schools. And most of them are kids that do this. It's not like an adult going to school. You have 16, 17-year-old. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I, yeah. I, I'm not opposed to it, and I don't panic that they have it. Just like they have GPS in backpacks. Well, why do we need GPS if our kids were safe and we exactly. wouldn't lose them? Exactly. So, but do I want kids? Uh, hey, here's my grandson. Here, you t- well, I want you to wear this bulletproof backpack. <laughs> why, Grandpa? And then you have to explain. So that's exactly. the other side to it. Yeah. You know. You, and the you, other side, the, the thing is, they don't wear those backpacks all day. No, they hang no, over in a corner. They're on a rock. Yeah. That's right. So. Um, can we make any place in the world safe? No. That's the that's really the downside. No. Um, so bulletproof uh, well, or bulletproof bullet resistant, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to see it, but it's been all over the news. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. But I think they've been out for a year or two. Yeah. Would you buy those for your grandkids? No. Because? I... I to me, it just makes it more prevalent that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't want to look 
forward to something like that, that mm-hmm. where this would be used. Mm-hmm. I, I just think, you know, that I just pray that God will take care of them. Yeah, that, and that's, again, I get back to the thing. There's no place in the world that's mm-hmm. safe, bullets or not. No. You know, just like we talked about, I think, in a previous show, there, a lot of people are being knifed. Exactly. And in Europe, because the guns are outlawed. So, anyway. Well, there's a bank in Denmark yeah. that will effectively pay qualified home buyers who take out a 10-year fixed-rate mortgage at, listen, this, this is the interest rate, minus 0.5%. What? Yes, the interest rate on buying a house in Denmark minus zero point five percent. So you'll pay less for it in the long run than what you paid bought the house for. I got it. What's but that, that about? It's a ten-year mortgage, though, so a lot of people can't do that. You know. Oh, it's ten yeah, years. Yeah, ten so years. They, that's that's. Yeah. You're, it's a discount if you pay it off quickly. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And you know, I saw a thing, and I I, I know I'm interrupting here. I, I saw in Canada where some bank is pulling out of Canada. Yeah, it's, I got Do you it have here. that? Yeah, I, saw, it's, I thought it's that was Chase. A, yeah, do speak about that, will you? Okay, all right. Yeah, I'll be glad. I know, but they're basically, I don't know why they're leaving Canada, but this bank is pulling out of Canada, and they still have people that owe money on their credit cards there. But they're just just—they're just called, it's free. I yeah, mean, they, they said, we, we we're wiping your debt mm-hmm. clean. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's a company first, without a doubt. And they say that it's easier to do that than to go with the collection company once they pull out and let them collect because it would make the the, um, the people mad. So they're just so wiping that off just, and saying we're moving on? Yeah. This one guy, he's oh got gosh. He had about $7,000 on his card. He said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Woo-hoo. Oh, man. or Thank you, Chase. Um, yeah. I... I uh, haven't had anything like that happen to me in my life. So, yeah. you know, so anyway, what else you got in the news? All credit card debt, they say. All right. Oh, do you know down in Costa Rica, you yeah. know those 17 deaths, 19 people in Costa Rica died consuming alcohol with toxic levels of methanol. Wow. 14 men and five women. Remember that? Yeah. It's in the news. The ages 32 to 72, they died in several cities across the country during the beginning of June. Well, what it was... There was, the alcohol was poisoned by a toxic, which is, and they, they put this in there so they can they can get more alcohol. I mean, it increases the alcohol. Stretching. But it also stretches it, mm. and it's illegal. And so they did that, and people died. Yeah, and they died. 19 died. They oh said they compensated about 30,000 bottles of alcohol believed to be tainted. So it was made at the manufacturer? Are yeah. you talk- oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about like a bartender was no, doing it. No, 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 no. Really? There's, there's five brands. I won't go through them. So if I, I went down there them. and I say, oh, I'm going to buy a little bottle of Jack Daniels, for example, <laughs> and you do it, it could be in there. No, it wouldn't be in Jack Daniels. These are all local. Oh, local. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, Jack wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Well, I thought they were some, but it's the yeah. manufacturer adding this right. thing to right. stretch out exactly. the alcohol. Exactly. It's the manufacturer ah, doing it. Ah, okay. Yeah. But not a U.S. manufacturer. No, Strictly no, no, something no. local down there. That is so sad. Stay with, stay with domestic beer and liquor. Stay with what's tried and true. Exactly. What you've had for years. All right, we got to move along. We've gone a little long here on the news, but let's get into our questions of the day, and you're going to kick us off. All right, here we go. What's yours? My question is, what counties make up the Knoxville metropolitan area? 
Wow. Do you know them? I, I, I hope you know them, but I'm going to guess it's Knox. It's all the ones that touch Knox, I guess. Blunt, Union, maybe not Union, actually. Um, Anderson, um, Loudon. Um, let's see, what else touches Je- Jefferson? Uh, how am I doing? You're doing pretty good. Do you know them? Yeah, Knox, Blunt, Anderson, and Loudon, Severe. Uh, oh, Severe. That's what, okay. Severe. I don't think Union is I don't is think in Union there. is yeah, in there. That's took, why I said that. I said I don't think they are. Yeah, they yeah. took them out because they, they, they kind of hold the whole population down. Union, doesn't, Union County does well, not. What's where those it. old Brantleys used to come from? <laughs> those horse thieves up there in Union County. So the metro government, now how many, I'm not government, metro area there, how many people are in there? About. Oh, I don't know exactly. Seven, seven hundred thousand or something. Yeah, I would say so. Some, uh, probably maybe over a million. But some counties are doing much better than others. Mm-hmm. For instance, Anderson County does well, of course, uh, and Blunt uh, yeah. County is going through kicking, the roof. Yeah. Severe County. Oh my outstanding. gosh! Outstanding. Sevier County is like in the top five counties in the state of Tennessee. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. They're probably better off than Knox County. Oh, they have so, more money coming in there. No. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, if you had a metropolitan government. You mean that covered all the area? Yeah. I didn't thought about that. You know, they talk about metro government that'd be just Knoxville and Knox County. But wow, what if you had a government that oversaw like a five-county five county area? area? There are a lot of places in America that are like that. Do they really? Yeah, I never even thought of that. Yeah. All right, what's your question? All right, here's my question for you, Ed. What's the luckiest thing that ever happened to you, and what's the unluckiest thing that's ever happened to you? Now, first, a disclaimer before you get started. you got to throw out getting married and having kids, because everybody's supposed to say that to, to make them happy. But other than, you know, family stuff, just something in your life, you know, that you felt was the luckiest thing that ever happened to you. Of course, a lot of luck. You make your luck by hard work, but uh, and then what's the unluckiest thing? You have one? Yeah, you're looking at me a little <laughs> like you don't even want to say. <laughs> Have I touched some nerve here? <laughs> well, it, or you want to pass? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. It's kind of funny, really. This is, I wasn't married during this time. Okay? okay, this is when I was single. Okay, and I met this girl at, at out on Asheville Highway, and, and, and we went to her apartment, which was above a, a little house out on Norris Freeway, yep. and upstairs and. We heard this noise mm-hmm. sitting there on the couch, and we heard this noise, and I said, who's that? She said, that's my husband. What? And I said, you're what? what? <laughs> your husband? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and there was one way in and one way out. Oh, no. So I jumped out the window. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I would, I would have, too. Well, that was my luckiest. Wow. Because yeah. you could have... That could be in the end of Mr. Absolutely, Brantley. Buddy, from then on, <laughs> anything that follows. I double checked everybody. <laughs> Do you have proof that you're single? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have a, the an unluckiest? Well, I think my unluckiest was. Uh, well, actually, there's another lucky one too. But my unluckiest was probably when I got drafted, mm. and I think that. Um, you know, I was I was really living a great life mm-hmm. on the radio in Chattanooga, playing rock and roll, having a big time, right. having a sports car, and all of a sudden, I'm in Atlanta, getting sworn in with a bunch of guys that mm. didn't like me, and I didn't like them. How fast did you go out of the country? Uh, without uh, about a week. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. kidding me! That yeah. fast? Yeah. And where'd you go, Korea? Yeah, South. Well, I went to South Korea, and it was. Uh, no, it wasn't a week. It was longer than that. But I was in. I was. I was active within a week. So do you? Um, 
how do you think being in the military affected you? I got to ask that. I got to follow up there. Well, good it, or bad, or I mean, no, I know it's, it was, you're it very good. proud of your service. I know. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It, it you know, the discipline teaches you a lot, mm-hmm. and, and and plus the other part of that is you're with other type styles, like people, other people, right. personalities. They come from different backgrounds, and you gotta. You're all right there stacked together, so you got to learn to live with it. you got to move forward yeah. in a common direction. <laughs> or else. Yeah, what about you, buddy? All right. Uh, my luckiest moment, I really think, was, um, uh, honestly, and you may think this is nuts, uh, getting the job at WIBK. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd go along with that, too. I um, Because it, it made such a big difference in my life everything that followed that mm-hmm. uh, you know being around uh, jim dick and mm-hmm. and the success he had and and all of you all that mm-hmm. you know it was a group that was determined to be successful and and when you're around people like that it it, it rubs off so i consider that one of my uh, luckiest um, the unluckiest <laughs> you probably know this one uh, was losing the mayor's race Oh yeah, and, I, and and I'm gonna tell you something real quickly. The other day, a guy called me and he said, um, "I want to talk to you, Mr. Thomas." He said, "I was a um, a pollster in your mayor's race for one of your opponents," hmm. and he said, "We polled and polled and polled, and you were always ten percent ahead of everybody, everybody." And he said, "We saw that you were starting to peak a little bit." But then um, he said, um, the person I was working for started doing some things behind your back, politics. He said that I've never seen anybody do before. And he said, I was embarrassed to basically be around it. And um, But that's what probably... He said, also, uh, a lot of people that had not voted in many, many years coming out and voting, mm-hmm. that even him as a pollster, mm-hmm. he had not for for Saul. Mm-hmm. He said he would never expected all those people that had never voted mm-hmm. in a long long time to yeah. come out. So anyway, that was probably my unluckiest because we a few little things different and we would have won. Well, you took the high road and I tried to get you to get down in the gutter so and you wouldn't do it. You know what he told me what? that you said that you said that? He said the one thing I learned out of that is that the first and he said I do them all over the country. You were the nicest guy in a political race I had ever found. Mm. He said, you never say anything bad about anybody. Well, And, and this has come from the pollster <laughs> from the other side. There's some things you have to bring out, Bob. Well, I just, if you don't bring it out, they'll never know. For instance, I, know. Well, there, there's a, I saw a letter to the editor yeah. in the Knoxville paper about India Kincannon. Oh, really? Okay. And it goes back and talks about all the things on the school board mm-hmm. and the, and how controversial the school board was when that was going on. All right. And that would I think that would be reflect on being mayor. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I do. But anyway, that's that. Well, anyway, I know we stretched all this out, but that, those, those are mine. And, and so everybody out there listening, maybe you can email us and tell us what was your luckiest thing that ever happened in your life, and we'll share it with everybody else about yeah. that. And I hope that fella never realizes that I was talking about his life. Yeah, oh my gosh. I wonder if they're still married today. Well, they're probably, yeah. They're probably 190 years old or something. Wow. Can you imagine? Scary. 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 Uh, you don't go out the window? That sounds like something from a TV show. <laughs> All right. Tell everybody what our topic for the day is. And is? Uh, you've got a sponsor. Is it good or bad to live in a small town? And we'll talk hmm. about that. I've got some good ideas about that. Okay. 
Our sponsor is Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. Right there as you enter Gatlinburg, it's on the right. And you can uh, enjoy what a wonderful experience there. I mean, you can take all the time you want. One of the things that I like about it is it's so big and there's so much there. You'll see more fish, more sharks, more stingrays, more interesting than you've ever seen before. Plus, it's air-conditioned and it's comfortable, especially during the heat when you're in Gatlinburg. So you'll have a big time. The kids will absolutely love it. You go through the the tunnels and you know and it's a it's a it's a walkway that's moving so you just stand there on that thing and look at the sharks going over them nice 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 also they have live mermaids and you can get upgrade to a fun pass to other ripley's aquarium things like the mirror maze the haunted adventure the moving theater and ripley's famous believe it or not gosh how many times did i go to believe it or not as a kid mm-hmm. i bet they've been up there 50 years or something it's a long time Oh, I loved it. All right, we got to get to our um, topic of the day today. It's about small-town America. Is there an advantage to living in a small town, or does it put you at a disadvantage? The um, U.S. Census says a small town has at least 10,000 but less than 50,000 people. Uh, that's how they keep track of it. And that there are 542 of these in the United States in 660 different counties. So let's get to it, Mr. Brantley. Is is it good or bad to live in one of these small towns? Well, I, recently I was down in Greenback, Tennessee, which I would consider a small town. Yes, very yes small. I think you're so, right. And, and it was a good 45-minute drive back to Maryville or to West Knoxville, and there's nothing in between. There's no grocery stores. Mm-hmm. There's there's one um, gas station like thing, so I think that's a disadvantage. Now the school system is probably good. The other disadvantage that I would consider in a small town would be that everybody knows everybody and they know everything about you. Mm, yeah, they do. That's they, a disadvantage. I think so. They'll say you you ride around. They'll say, "That's over there's where Ed Brantley lives." But that know? could be good in the sense that if something bad happens to you, everybody knows you and they'll come over and help. <laughs> you know, like those people <laughs> build think? a barn. Or something. <laughs> Ed's barn fell down. We gotta go over and build him one today. Come on, and they all come over unless they don't like you. Yeah. Unless <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I looked at this and I thought, I wonder if it's if it's good or bad according to how old you are. Because most people that live in these small towns now are, I think they were uh, 55 and up. It mm-hmm. makes up the biggest part of these. So maybe young people... You know, kind of move toward a urban area well, they, so well, they can yeah, do stuff. Something exciting is going on, and Wyoming has a high share of of any state of this type of population. Wyoming, you been to Wyoming? I never have. Oh man, is it is it? Yeah, out in rural spaces. It's out. It's out there. The cowboys. It's and the... out there. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. And and uh, Delaware, New Jersey, and Rhode Island had they didn't have any of these small places. But it's 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 different, and I think there's an advantage for a small town. And one thing is that everybody knows you, and that could be a disadvantage if you got a good reputation, or, <laughs> or if you don't. <laughs> but anyway, it, it 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 is what it is. There's not any markets necessarily in small towns. You have to drive a lot. I was looking at the the map here, and. Like your states that have like practically no small towns, I was surprised to see New York in there, yeah. uh, Nevada. Now I know that there, you know, Nevada is really just has Las Vegas and like Reno, 
And there, there's no, really no small towns in California. No. There, I mean, right. if you think, I mean, you you may go down the road from Los Angeles and go to Orange mm-hmm. County, but there's millions of people living mm-hmm. there. It's not mm-hmm. between ten and fifty thousand. Uh, the, the places that have the fastest number of these little air, small towns coming up are Hawaii, um, Michigan, Massachusetts, North Dakota. Wow. Yeah, yeah there could be a lot of them there. And, you know, um, here was an interesting tidbit about this. The biggest part of the population of these small towns are white. Non-Hispanic white is a fancy way of saying white, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd say But um, they make up 77% of all small towns, whereas only 60% of the entire population of the U.S., 60% is uh, white. 77% of these small towns are white. Mostly um, African-American, Asian, and Hispanic populations move to metropolitan areas. So... Would you and so as we wrap this up, here's my question for you. When you were thirty, would you have wanted to live in a small town? No. What about when you were fifty? Closer. Would you like 70? to would you would you like to live in a small town now? Would that bother you? Uh, no, it would not bother me. No. I would like to live in a small town. And uh, I think you know, the noise level and everything's much better. More uh, more land. Yeah, more land. More viewing and uh, you know a nicer view and everything. When you but but if the other side of that is I'm retired. If you're mm-hmm. not retired, you got to commute to work. Yeah. There's no jobs in small towns. No. No place to go. Mm-hmm. So you have to go you know someplace to find a job. So and I think that really keeps the population down in small towns. Okay, so let's move along here. All let's right. uh, we, we tell everybody what we've got coming up, if you will. All right, got mailbox and complaints. Boy, we got some of those, and uh, it's going to be good. And also some more information for you too with some of our letters. But right now, Bob has a sponsor. I do. Knoxville Wholesale Furniture is where you get it all. They have yellow tag sale prices, 0% financing, and they're going to pay your sales tax. They have the largest display of outdoor furniture in East Tennessee. You can enjoy your new patio in total luxury, outdoor sofas, sectionals, dining sets, and fire pits, all displayed at Knoxville Wholesale Furniture. And uh, they have now the name brands you trust, Kincaid, Aspen, Napa Valley, and others. Yellow tag sale prices, 0% financing, and they... Pay your sales tax. Knoxville Wholesale Furniture, the furniture you want. All right, let's open up a mouth box. All right, here we go. What first, we got? first one's David from Rocky Hill. Mm-hmm. Who is the richest person in East Tennessee? Now, Bob, you can answer that. Ed Brantley. Oh, it's Bob Thomas. That's who it is. Well, the richest person in, in Tennessee Yeah. Is the Frist family really? Uh, it says Thomas Frist. What was the other Frist that was the senator? Bill. Bill Frist. Mm-hmm. But their whole family is loaded. It just depends on who's holding the money. Hospital Corporation of America. Yeah, absolutely. They're worth twelve billion dollars. So. And I'm sure the Haslam's are up there. Haslam's are. Uh, it says Jimmy Haslam is the richest person in East Tennessee, but he doesn't live here anymore, does he? He lives in Cleveland. I, I, I Cleveland, thought he lived Ohio. up there, yeah. yeah. They say he's worth $2.7 billion. And then um, uh, other people that are worth money in Tennessee, Fred Smith, 
worth 5.4 billion. You know, you know who that is. Uh, Food City, FedEx, FedEx. Yeah, Memphis. That's right. Yeah, Fred yeah. Smith, Brad Kelly. Is worth two point four billion. I'd never heard of his name. He's number four in the state of Tennessee. He and he is in tobacco. I thought tobacco was like out. How's he in tobacco? Well, he's got two point four billion. billion of it. Of it. That's right. Number five. Now this one's gonna blow you away. This is the fifth richest person in the state of Tennessee. John Yarbrough. Who is he? He has two point two billion dollars video games. I don't know uh, what. Seriously, I never even heard of him. No, I haven't either. He's worth two point two billion, and he uh, has video games. He makes video games, I guess. Wow. Yeah, and where's he live? I don't. I've never heard of the guy. Maybe That's he's in incredible. Nashville or something. Yeah. All right, let's move along. What do you got next? All right. Eva from Chill Howie Hills. Mm. Why don't we put up cameras in high crime areas like Europe has? Well, because we're smart. Well, yeah, well Europe does have cameras. Everywhere, Everywhere. Uh, but I think in America people don't like Big Brother. No, yeah, we have that. You know, we have that that thing about being uh, Big Brother watching you and all that stuff. That's right, and it's uh, it's they don't want to be watched. No, they don't want to be. And these things really don't. They don't do any good. They really don't. They don't. No. What about all this facial recognition stuff they're saying they're using? They say, well, people who've studied studied it, you know, Britain's had them for a long time. They said it has not reduced crime at all. You're kidding. No. That's a, you know, I would think that if you're a criminal and you look up and see a camera, you go, okay, I better not do anything here. (laughs) And you move on. So it doesn't stop. No. I think the best camera system is Walmart. Because they, really? they're Walmart's they parking lot. You know, how many TV shows or news things have you seen where somebody's walking in or out of Walmart or mm-hmm. at the cash register? That's where they get them at. Mm-hmm. Well, and this facial recognition thing they're talking mm-hmm. about now, mm-hmm. I think the government uses it more for their advantage than to stop crime. Yeah, I think I'm, you're I'm right. I'm sorry, but I believe that's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I did not know to the extent that they have facial recognition. I saw something the other day where they, they actually used... Uh, Woody Harrelson's picture in New York to catch a criminal that kind of looked like Woody Harrelson. Wow. Isn't it weird? That's weird. I don't even know how that works, but anyway. All right, that's the uh, mailbox then. Anything else you want to add to that? No, not really. I think that's so. Uh, so well, let's answer the question. Do you want cameras on every corner in the state universe in, in the United States? No, I don't want any cameras at all. If I want to turn right on red, I'll turn. <laughs> <laughs> if I run, run the red light, catch me. So you want to count on everybody's eyes, not the uh, cameras so. watching. I think I think cameras are okay at businesses mm-hmm. watching for thieves. I think cameras are okay at Walmart's doors because you find a lot of people doing wrong there. But putting cameras on every corner doesn't do any good. Matter of fact, you know, when I, I got a uh, pre-pass mm-hmm. for the airlines... Yeah, and I I really got scared about that because I've given every on my right hand and my left hand. Now the government has every fingerprint I have, and what are they going to do with that? They're going to keep checking you against. They're going to crime. That's right. Every time something comes up, they're going to look at that. It's it's in their file now. So if they find one that's got just a little partial that kind of looks like yours, they're coming after you, that's buddy. Right, buddy. 
Yeah. And that's pre-check for getting on an airplane. Well, cameras are cheap now, so I think you're going to see more and more cameras. I don't think you're going to see less, regardless of Big Brother. All right, let's 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 move along. Where are we? Let's see. Tell everybody what we've got coming up, not only here in the next few minutes, but next show as well. We've got those aliens from other out of state. Out of state. Out of state. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. No, the aliens, from, have they ever landed on Earth? And what proof is there that they're here? Have they ever been here? Well, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Let's move along here. Ed's got a complaint. He's always got something to complain about. Oh, my goodness. Cades Cove traffic. It's bumper to bumper still. It's one way. Yeah. And if you get get in there, you can hang it up for the next two to three hours. Oh, my gosh. Is that long? Absolutely. Is there a halfway point where you can cut off? Or you you got to do the whole loop? But then you got to, you got it coming back. I mean, it's, it's halfway, but you, you, the halfway point does not go back to the start. It goes halfway. And then you go back. Yeah, Yeah. right. You got to go through it again. Last, I have not done that. You better have plenty of gas, plenty of food, plenty of water, and, yeah. You know, I have not done that in probably ten years because last time I was there, it was like you were just describing. Bumper to bumper, because everybody in front of me is waiting, hoping to see a bear. Exactly. They're from Ohio, and they're going real slow. Or a turkey. We're going to see an animal here in a minute. Now, kids, you watch. <laughs> and they're going real, you know, I'm like, come on, yeah. man. It's just, uh, so anyway, but yeah, you're right. Dri- it drives me up. Is it well. really two or three hours? Yeah. I think, I think really what the Park Service should do, they should start doing commuter buses in there. Take them through themselves. Yeah, and park out at the start and go through, and you can get off. And, and have people dressed up as bears. <laughs> you know, up in the woods, just far enough off where you yeah. can't really tell they're Do not. a little Disney, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, animatronics yeah. or something like that. Well, <laughs> that's, well, anyway, that's my complaint. So if you go to Cades Cove, folks, especially on a holiday weekend, mm-hmm. pack a lunch, be ready for the slowdown, because <laughs> it will be a slowdown. All right, here's my complaint, Ed. I saw something in the paper the other day that just hit me wrong. It was talking about candidates running for office. And under one candidate's name, it says, well, before his name, it said perennial candidate. Which means he runs every time? I guess. And to me, I I don't really, I I don't think uh, reporters using that is correct. Because to me, I, I always took that derogatory. As uh, you know, oh, that's I a, think so. Yeah. And um, instead of as a positive, and because it makes it look like, well, they, they're just going to run all the time. And if you stick perennial in front of it, you know, you, you almost are disregarding them. And you're not encouraging people to run and be part of the process. Right. I mean, how, it's so hard to get anybody to run for office now. And you want to discourage it? Well, you know, you can you can take that perennial candidate and use it for Reagan. You know, he ran for governor two times and mm-hmm. lost. And uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 not a uh, I don't know. Maybe they're not taking that candidate seriously. Well, and that's why yeah. I say that, yeah. And there well, are candidates that I don't take seriously. Well, and I asked a reporter about that and he said, "Well, it just means they uh, you know, they come back every year." And I said, mm-hmm. "Well, there's not an election every year." I don't I don't think that's Perennial. I know perennials are growing in my garden. Maybe it's <laughs> biannual. Yeah, or whatever they are. All right. Run if you want to run. Bob's yeah. running. Encourage everybody to run. Just, yeah. I, let's, don't, let's don't be derogatory to, to get it. People actually stuck their neck out. Okay. So that's all I got to say. So, all right. Where are we? Where We're going to talk about some comments. 
uh, let's first let if you will tell everybody how they can uh, hear us. Oh, okay. Will you do that? Yeah. Okay, do that for me, and then we'll get to those in a moment. Okay. All right, the Ed and Bob Show is, of course, available at edandbob.com, or you can download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob, and be sure to subscribe. On Alexa, just in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you what you want to hear. Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. You know, I went over to Mom's house. She said, it won't work anymore, Alexa. I said, really? Let me try it. I said, Alexa, go to TuneIn, play Ed and Bob show. And it started. <laughs> and I probably just started a lot of people's um, right then, as a matter of fact. All right, comments. Let's get see uh, edbob.com in the comment section. You can email us, which these two ladies that we've got coming up in a moment, did edandbob at yahoo.com. You can follow us, too, on Twitter, Ed and Bob Knox, Ed Brantley, Bob Thomas Knox, and on Facebook. Join us, facebook.com slash edandbob. All right, now we have some comments. Let's get to them, Ed. All right, here's, this is from Cassandra Courtney, mm-hmm. and the, her comment is, Just so happens that Ancient Lore Village and Tom Boyd have been doing just what you're telling them to do by doing an unpermitted earthwork, resulting in three notice of violations and compliance review meetings from the Tennessee Department of Economic or something. Your, how about that? Your comment that people mm. nearby would be against it because we don't want change is incorrect. We deserve smart growth and good planning. A commercial development such as this does not belong in the middle of an agricultural residential community, especially with the steep slopes. Well, if I heard those before. There are environmental issues in addition to the rezoning request that does not follow the sector plan for low-density residential. The planning staff has said that they could not recommend approving to commercial rezoning, and you are correct that a group has come together to oppose this. We are a grassroots group of grassroots group of neighbors and concerned citizens called Keep the Urban Wilderness Peaceful. Let me throw some in there. Uh, you and I went through zoning for four years. A couple of things come to my mind. First of all, if you own property, pretty much, if you do, especially if you're doing a business or something like that, or I mean, unless you're industrial and you're doing, uh, you know, smokestacks and stuff like that, you're going to be able to do pretty much what you want to do with your property if it's close. You know, you'll get some kind of a. If you appeal, you'll get some changes. The, the, uh, I mean, it happened all the time. But you and I were the biggest people that stood up for um, citizens. And we would even advise them on how best to handle it. And it wasn't just to oppose, 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 because you're not going to stop progress, but possibly to negotiate something that you could live with. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to stop uh, things from happening and growing and well, and you know, so one of the other commissioners told me on his own commission. They said, you know, I, I believe that a property owner in Knox County has a right to do with their property what they want to, as mm-hmm. long as it's legal. Right. And I, you know, in a way, I agree with that. Now, because a person may not have the same feelings that I do or the same outlook. Yeah. But but still, it's their property. Mm-hmm. And um, should we tell them what they can do with it or what they can't do with it? So, And I think our point was, and I know sometimes we have a little tongue-in-cheek when we talk, but um, uh, the best thing the citizens can do is work with the developers and 
I just I've never seen where you could just oppose something and it never would happen. Compromise. Yes, you have to have compromise. I think, and then I think everybody if they'll do that, they'll listen. But I can't really think of anything that got stopped completely when we were on commission. When somebody was trying to put something together, they may have quit doing it. If they said, "I can't, I can't make it. I can't even make it break even at what y'all want me to do," and they, they didn't. But most things. If they're negotiating a camp at a good compromise, right. I think that's the best way to approach things. So I wish that, listen, I wish them good luck. I want them to get, uh, you know, satisfaction. Uh, I just know it's tough to uh, oppose progress just because you don't want anything to change in your neighborhood. Uh, another place was that uh, development off of. Um, Gosh, Ebenezer Road. You remember that near the school there? Mm-hmm. Boy, that neighborhood just was up in arms. Mm-hmm. But there was really nothing. They just didn't want it to change because they just didn't want any change. Don't want any change. There was no reason of how it will. So what else you got? Well, this comment's about the same thing. This is from Sherry Raymond, mm-hmm. and she emailed us and said, After listening to the cavalier attitude of these two and following local regulations and ordinances, let me just say that I hope neither ever gets elected to office again. Whoa. Their commentary also lacks some key facts about ALV, such as that it's disrupting a state-protected waterway and a wildlife corridor. As for the Asheville Highway comment, quote, there's nothing there, unquote, that's not a bad thing. We can't keep paving everything. That's what's causing such flooding problems around the county. Well, and uh, what I'd add to that is, um, sure, if you own the land and you don't want anything to happen to it, own it. Buy it. Buy up all the land you can. But Asheville Highway is, I mean, a lot of areas out there. You remember people were coming saying there's no jobs out here. Well, there won't be any jobs out there if you don't want any businesses to be out there. I mean, it, it... Duh! It's you know. There's lots of traffic on that highway. Again, we go back to compromise. Mm -hmm. You can always compromise, and so we're not encouraging anybody to break the law. So I'm sorry if you misunderstood that, but we're saying people are going to be able to do a lot with their own land. Um, Well, these two comments, these two emails, obviously they know a lot about the the planning commission Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, those things. So they're researched very well. They they know more than I do. And we appreciate your emails, even if you get mad at us. We don't mind because we can, we, we will listen and we will uh, try to understand your point as well. That's the way we work. All right, Ed, uh, anything else you want to uh, shout out or anything you got? Oh, let's see. How about Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear is 75. Well, even he knows how to prevent forest fires. (laughs) And what's coming up on our next show? Have aliens ever landed on Earth? What proof is there that there's been any space people out here? And we'll find out. All right. That's coming up next time, Ed. See you then. Bye-bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just a beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread 
It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, ain't another kick. 